Good evening, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Pastor John here with day 36 of 50 Days of Preparation. This has been so cool. It's been so exciting uh, to be a part of it. And um, I just know God, I keep hearing all the time what God's doing in your life. And just don't get weary in well-doing. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. I promise you God is preparing us. He's preparing us. He's preparing believers all, not just in our city, not just in our church, all over the world. He is preparing us for increase. And so we have to be good stewards. We got to be faithful. We have to have our heart right. Uh, we can't be distracted. We can't afford to be distracted into different things. We need to be focused, um, which means we need to be people of prayer, people of the word, and people that that you know know the Lord knows know what He's doing in our life, and so um, I'm excited to be with you tonight. I want to share um, real quick uh, before we jump into tonight's teaching. Uh, matter of fact, turn to John chapter 20. We're going to be we're going to start in John chapter 20, and I'll tell you what verse in just a minute for all the people who just said what verse. <laughs> I'm going to tell you in a minute, but um, just want to communicate with you. People have been asking about you know. What, how, we, how are we coming back? And um, that's been the phrasing in my heart about we're coming back because it's more than just, it's not just going back to normal. That's not what we're talking about. The goal is not just to come meet again as a church. I know many of you have felt threatened um, and like the government's trying to do this and do that. And I don't, I don't know how to speak into all that kind of stuff. All I know is that Jesus is Lord. He's still on the throne and the church is making a comeback. We are making a comeback in the spirit. People have been uh, growing and being prepared. And so I, I, just like I did when, when the governor first put the news out about churches were going to close and everyone, you know, people were picking up their pitchforks and people were doing all kinds of different things. And I just was like, I'm, I'm just going to go pray. And I just spent a, a long period of time over a couple of days just seeking the Lord and what came out of that is he just very clearly said, this is what I want you to do, 50 days of preparation. And I want it to be from Passover to Pentecost. And I was just like, okay. I mean, I'll just, here we go. And I didn't count the cost of it. I didn't like, you know, realize the, the day in and day out stuff, but I just said, yes, Lord. Well, same thing happened when I was praying about what should we do when we come back? See, I don't want to be moved by the governor's word. I want to honor our governor, respect our governor. He's trying to, I believe he's trying to do the best he can with, with what he has. And if he has some other agenda in his heart, then, you know, God's going to deal with that. But I, I just, I just want to honor him and stuff. And so I just went to pray because I want the word of God to move me and I want the spirit of God to move me. So as I prayed, it was just sought him over a couple days and, and he just spoke very clearly to me. And so, guys, uh, just real simple, uh, what you need to know about right now is uh, I believe he said when we come back, like physically gathering, we need to come back prayer first. So when the 10 days of prayer, uh, see, within the 50 days of preparation, there's 40 days of personal renewal and then 10 days of, of prayer, including fasting, for, for the Spirit of God to move in power and strength again. I think we have one bonus day in there that we're going to use. Uh, but May 20th is the day that I really felt like God said that's going to start the, the 10 days of prayer and fasting. So on May 20th, we're opening up the facility 
Um, we're going to do all the CDC standards. All, all you know, we're going to have our mask on. All the different things that that they recommend, we're going to recommend for you to do. Um, and uh, we're going to be here, and we're going to pray at 7 p.m. on May 20th, that Wednesday night, and then every day after, as we continue to as. And I'll do a Facebook Live uh, right here, and then we'll we'll pray, and and we'll we'll and then we'll pray here together. Uh, we're, we're trying to get worship teams together for that because we are going to, from the stage and, and with all the right spacing and everything, we're going to sing. Uh, but as far as Sunday services, I really sense the Lord said, come back on Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday is May 31st. So more details will come about how we're going to do all that. But Pentecost Sunday is the first Sunday that Faith Center will be holding uh, service on a Sunday morning. Until then, we're going to keep doing our Facebook uh, you know, live, and we're going to keep teaching um, about of Christ and breaking down Isaiah 61. We're going to have a couple meetings with some of our leaders, uh, with our dream team leaders and different ones. As we got that planned, and, and you should know, you should already be communicated with, and we're going to... Uh, plan to come back together with wisdom and power. And so that's what we're going to be doing uh, tonight. Uh, I want to pray and, and I want to talk to you about the three major workings of the Holy Spirit in the wilderness. The three major workings of the Holy Spirit through the wilderness. There's a lot of things he, he does, but in our life, what are the three major things that, that he wants to do? So with that in mind, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have, you have brought us out. You are bringing us up, God, and you are bringing us in. And even though some days our body may be weary, even our soul may be weary. God, we thank you that in our spirit, we are one with you and you have empowered us and you are empowering us. And, and I just thank you, God, that you strengthen your people. You are the lifter of our head. You are exceedingly great reward. You are a shield about us, God, and you are the one that causes us to be overcomers. So, Father, we thank you. We do not back down. We do not shrink back. We don't run back. And, and Father, we, we, we just follow you, and we thank you that you're working it all out for good. In Jesus' name, amen. So, John chapter 20. Uh, this is the first day of the resurrection. This should be very, very familiar to you if you've been a part of Faith Center for any amount of time. But this is the first day of the resurrection. John chapter 20. Look down to verse 22. What Jesus has done, the resurrected Jesus uh, right after Passover. So it's, it's almost like, you know, it's, you know, you could almost say Passover Sunday. And in a few minutes, we'll talk about Pentecost Sunday. But Passover Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. Passover Sunday is really Resurrection Sunday, and the resurrected Jesus that evening uh, comes into his disciples. He speaks to them, and then this is what he this is what he does. Verse twenty two, John chapter twenty, verse twenty two. So Jesus said to them again, "Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you." I'm sorry, that's twenty one, and then twenty two. When he said this. He breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So that's the first work the Holy Spirit does in a person's life who brings them out of Egypt. And so if you look on, on the board, and I tried to cram all the stuff on the board, we got Egypt, wilderness, promised land, just like we've been talking about. 
And so the blood of the lamb, the cross, the blood of the lamb is is we receive his substitute sacrifice, his blood. When we believe in his Romans 10, 9 says when we believe uh, in Jesus Christ, who's who's Lord, he's the son of God. And we believe that God has raised him from the dead. Then if you believe that with your heart and confess that with your mouth, you'll, you'll be saved. So the disciples in John chapter 20, this was this was their true Passover and Resurrection Sunday. They were born again. So the first work the Holy Spirit does is, is real simple. Spirit born. He causes us to be born of the spirit, born of, you know, born from above, born of the Holy Spirit by the Lamb of God, by faith in Christ. And what Jesus did that day, because the disciples now that they saw the resurrected Jesus, they believed. And when they believed in the resurrected Jesus, then then they had met all the requirements for salvation, which was faith in Christ and that God raised him from the dead. And and so Jesus breathed. There's a whole lot of stuff about that. But he breathed into them the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, receive active, like receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of the Father, calls him the Spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit. So he's he's the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. And it was the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus. Jesus said, I don't do the works. He said, the Father in me does the work. He's referencing the work of the Spirit. And so it was the work of the Spirit that did the work through Jesus. And so Jesus himself was born of the Spirit. He was born through a virgin in the flesh, uh, so he's the son of man, but he's 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 born of the Holy Spirit, of the seed of God. So he's fully God and he's fully man. And, and so he's born of the spirit. So the first work the Holy Spirit does in when he when somebody believes in Christ is he causes them to be spirit born. And the result of being spirit born, just real simple. The result is you become a new man. The whole, you become a new man. You have a new identity. He didn't just clean up the old you. You didn't just go through a car wash. You went through a crucifixion and a resurrection. So he he redeemed you. You have a new identity and you have been made righteous. The result of your faith in Christ and Jesus breathing his spirit into you, you have been made righteous in your spirit. You still might have some unrighteousness in your soul and in your body, but in your spirit, you have been made righteous. And that is your new identity in Christ. And the last thing, I don't know if you can see it, but the person of the Holy Spirit now lives in me. Jesus said in John chapter 14, he's with you, but the Holy Spirit will be and shall be in you. And it's an inward work, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He now lives in the Bible says this, that you're one spirit with the Lord. Those who are joined with the Lord are one spirit with the Lord. And so the Holy, the person of the Holy Spirit lives in you. Well, then what happens is you go to the next thing. The second work the Holy Spirit does, just real simple, is being spirit led. And this is Romans 8. 14. It says, uh, for those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. So it speaks to being led like he's, he's Lord of our life, but we need to be led by him. 
like following him, submitting to him, surrendering to him, yielding to him, walking in the spirit, not walking in the flesh, walking in the spirit, being led by the spirit. That's what this wilderness is all about. And the first thing he leads you to is water baptism, where you go through the Red Sea. And then you come to the mountain of God, and that's where the word of God begins to be imparted into your life. And the voice of God becomes valuable to you. So the the first thing is water baptism, and that's where you bury the old life. God opens the door through the Red Sea for you to walk through, and then he closes it back on Pharaoh and his taskmasters. And now Egypt is dead to you. You You are out of Egypt. And now we got to get Egypt out of you. So you come to the mountain of God with a Shema heart, a heart that says, Lord, I want to hear, understand and obey your word. Your voice is now the most important thing to me. I'm going to have put manna in my mouth every day and I'm going to live by the water that comes from the rock. God, I'm going to feed on you. I'm going to feed from you. Man will not live by bread alone, but I'll live by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. So being spirit led means he leads me to to uh Go through water baptism. He leads me to have a Shema heart to where his word is so important in my life. And then he leads me to start releasing and growing and developing over a period of time the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's in Galatians chapter 5. It's not our fruit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life that begins to, as we let his person lead us, his characteristics start showing up in our life. And Galatians chapter five talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I don't have time to go into that tonight, but those things are released from an inward work released out as we begin to have a Shema heart and and walk, walk following the Holy Spirit. Well, and that's what the wilderness is about. But the third work is being spirit filled. And guys, speaking of all three of these, I could do a conference on each one of these. You know, I could. It's just so tonight I just want to just scratch the surface and and spirit filled to me represents the Jordan River. Now, don't get so hung up in in where these things happen. Just know that this happens in the wilderness. Just just have a general idea about these things because you don't want to get hung up on, well, what if I was water baptized up here? Well, that's fine as long as you're water baptized. Don't get hung up on the order. It's still the Spirit of God leading you. And and so being Spirit-filled, the Jordan River is about the power of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is, is... comes into you at salvation. But the Bible teaches that the power of the Holy Spirit comes afterwards. Matter of fact, I was talking about Resurrection Sunday. If you look at Resurrection Sunday and Jesus breathed into his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Well, then it was seven weeks later in Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday. So Resurrection Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, seven weeks in between. And on the 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 First Sunday of Resurrection Sunday, he said, receive the Holy Spirit and breathe into them. So the Holy Spirit was inside of them. Then he told that same group of people a little bit later, he said, you shall receive power. Acts 1 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, not within you, upon you. And that's the language yes, you see through the Bible. And there is a difference between in and upon. You study it out. There's a difference. And so what ends up happening 
is these people that Jesus breathed in on Resurrection Sunday believed his promise about now he's going to give us power in our life. He's already given us the person of the spirit. And seven weeks later, while they're praying, that that promise is released and revealed and the Holy Spirit comes down upon them. The Bible says they are filled with the spirit. And what happens is a power and a boldness to be a witness shows up. Peter stands up and preaches and and 3000 people get saved. The, The gifts of the Holy Spirit start operating and flowing through the life of the church. And that you there's a clear distinction of when they start. It's when they received the power of the Holy Spirit, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They released the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And and then rivers of life, rivers of prayer, rivers of praise, rivers of preaching, just a whole new unction and a whole new flow starts coming out of them. So the three major workings of the Holy Spirit are being spirit born, that's salvation, the person of the Holy Spirit living within you, and, and being spirit led, letting him lead you by his word. Having a Shema heart, a heart that hears, understands, and obeys to where you yield your life to him, to where his fruit starts showing up in your life, and then be a person that lives spirit-filled. Um, that the power of God is in your life, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are flowing through your life, and, and you're just you're allowing God to empower you to be a witness for him. And so I say, I say spirit-filled is the Jordan River because in Luke chapter 3, around verse 21, 22. Jesus, who is just Jesus, who was already born of the spirit. He was born right the first time. You and I have to be born again because we're born in sin the first time. He he was then not because he needed to, but because we needed an example because Jesus was already righteous. He was baptized in the Jordan River, which to me represent even though it was the Jordan River represents this baptism. And then what you see happen is standing in the river, he's praying. And as he's praying, standing in the river, he's already baptized as he's praying. And I believe all this is for our example. The Bible says he, he hears a voice from heaven. You are my son. You are my son. See, that's the new. That's that's Jesus didn't become a new man right then. It was for our benefit. The voice came out of heaven for our benefit to to help us to understand on the day of our baptism to help us be reminded that we are sons of God, that we are well pleased with God, that we are citizens of heaven, that we have a new identity in Christ, that we have been made righteous. And then so after he was baptized in water, he's standing in the Jordan River and he's praying. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit came down. The heavens open, tore open. The Holy Spirit came down upon him. Well, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit was already within him. But now the Holy Spirit came upon him. Clear and clear distinction. This is when he was 30 years old. And 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 it says, then you go on and keep reading. And he, he that's where Luke four comes in. He talks about he talks about the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he talks about power. The, the power is attributed to his life. And then he begins He begins his promised land ministry actually by going through the wilderness for 40 days, which we'll talk about over the next couple days. But Jesus was he was born right the first time. Uh, He was baptized in water for our example. 
He walked in obedience with a Shema heart, obedient to his parents about his father's business. He walked out his righteous heart. And then he was baptized in the Jordan River, like we talked about. And then he was baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the language the Bible uses, filled with the Holy Spirit. So um, what I want to do is I just want to put these words in your heart for you to understand. And you take these to God yourself because you might I might have lost you somewhere. You might have got lost. But just take these three simple words to know that you are spirit born, born of the spirit that you are being spirit-led, that the Word of God and the Spirit of God are leading you so that you can hear, understand, and obey the Word of God. Grace empowers you for obedience and the fruit of the Spirit being released through your life, good works being released through your life. And then you come to the point where you you say, okay, God, I want to be a witness for you. I need power. Because Jesus told his disciples, wait. Don't don't go to don't don't go off to all the world yet. Wait in Jerusalem till you are endued with power from on high. Wait. And that was seven weeks after he breathed on them. And when they received the power of the Holy Spirit and they went and they changed the world and they operated in, in, in all these things. So just have those three things in your heart. Just bring that before the Lord. Lord God, I thank you that you've made me new. God, I thank you that I've been born again. God, I thank you that every day I'm going to yield to you and let you lead my life. I'm going to follow you every day of my life. I'm going to put your word in my heart every day. Put your word in my mouth every day. And I'm going to follow you and follow your word. And Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And what if you're like, Pastor John, what does that mean? Fill with the Holy Spirit. Am I going to do weird stuff? I don't know. Why don't you pray and find out? Why don't you just pray and say, Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I've heard this and I've heard that. But God, I trust you. And what I want to do is I want your power to flow in my life so I can be a witness. Don't get lost in the details. Stay focused. Stay focused on being spirit born, being spirit led and being spirit filled. And God will empower you in your promised land to make an eternal difference in people's lives. So I love you. See you tomorrow at seven. God bless you.